It's freaking snowing again. I know. We made it such a long time without complaining about the weather. I know. And it was so good. Like, the weather was so good. And now it's snowing. Again. It's never ending. Ugh. I thought it was supposed to rain all week, and now it's snowing. I know. And it's like blizzard snow. Yeah. And then the sun will come out. And then blizzard snow. And then the sun will come out. The sun will come out tomorrow. Oh my god! <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Oh, um. So I'm bringing you a case today. Uh oh, it's a Tracy episode. Um, da, da, da. because we we talked just a little bit about Idaho laws the other day. Yeah. And then I was researching stuff on Idaho laws, like verifying what we had said, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fascinating. So I want to talk about. I want to talk about more. I mean, the case, obviously, which everybody has heard about, but again, it's one of these cases that doesn't really fit like our demographic of having this suspended sentence. I think everybody's going to know about this case because it's ongoing right now, but I, I'm super interested in the laws at the end. Like that's kind of my gig. You're like about the crime. I'm about the laws. The why. (laughs) No, the law. Yeah. The actual law behind it. So... Anyway, you good? I'm good. good. I'm ready for it. Awesome. Okay, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. So the case is the Daybell trial. You've heard of it, right? Lori Daybell. Oh, Lori Vallows? Yeah. 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 Okay, you beat me to it because I was going to cover this. Oh, really? Yes, you beat me to it. Oh, sweet. Boom. (laughs) Yes. Look at her. Okay, so first I want to talk about Chad first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Chad Guy Daybell was born August 11th, 1968 in Provo, Utah. He married Tammy Douglas in Manti, Utah on March 9th, 1980. He graduated from Brigham Young University, BYU, in 1992 with a bachelor's degree in journalism. And he worked as a cemetery grave digger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So in 2004, Chad founded Spring Creek Book Company, which he used to self-publish his end of times fiction and other religious books. Um, so if he went to BYU, he's, he was Mormon. He was LDS. Yeah. So pretty good, which, yeah, pretty good guess. I think the population of people that aren't are pretty small. I, you have to be LDS to go to BYU. Well, back then you did. Oh, pretty, yeah. Back then you did. Now in today's world, yeah, it's pretty, I think it's like 1% are non-Mormon. Oh, yeah, no, back then you you had to, in fact, have like a temple recommend to go there. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, and you like have to still like go to church and everything. You still have to follow, even if you're non-Mormon, you still have to do all of the same things. Interesting. Okay, so he, he started this book company and started writing books about the end of times, like going way off deep into deep doctrine, stuff like that. He, he and Tammy had five children together, which, again, I'm not trying to profile or whatever, but very common for LDS families. Right. Um, in 2015, Chad claims that he hears a voice telling him that he needed to relocate to Rexburg, Idaho. Okay. Which is another, isn't the other, isn't the other BYU in Rexburg? Yes. Okay, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, BYU-Idaho. Yeah. BYU-I-Do. Yeah. Where you go when you want to get married. Right, right. <laughs> We're not making fun of the LDS church. No. At all. We're not. That's just literally, um, that's what it's, that's what it's referred is. to. Yeah. And so he has this vision or this revelation or whatever. And so he and Tammy pack up their five kids and they move to Idaho. In October of 2019, Tammy reports on her Facebook page 
and to police, so she reports it to police as well, that she had been shot in her driveway by a masked man with what she believed was like a paintball gun. Can you imagine how startling that would be? Yeah, right? The county sheriff, he didn't find any perpetrators or any real evidence that this happened, but at any rate, 10 days later, Tammy's found dead in her home. Yeah. So autopsy shows that she died just from natural causes. Not an autopsy. I'm sorry. It's ruled just at the scene, natural causes. Based on the fact that Chad says that she retired to bed earlier that evening, said that she had a horrible cough, she wasn't feeling well, and died in her sleep. No autopsy was performed. You think that they'd want to perform an autopsy after somebody's paintballed a few days before they just died? Right. Like, that's right. pretty weird. But here's, here's, here's an interesting little two weeks after she died, he gets remarried. Yep. <laughs> no, don't say, say, oh my gosh, what? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea anything. Okay, so now we're going to switch over to Lori Daybell, okay? So she was born June 26, 1973 in San Bernardino, California. In 1992, at the age of 19, she married her high school boyfriend, who's um, Nelson Yanes, but their marriage ended shortly after, like really, really quickly. At 22, she married 23-year-old William LaGoya in Texas. She and LaGoya had one son, Colby, in 1996, and then they divorced in 1998. In 2001, she marries again, a guy named Joseph Ryan, who legally adopted Colby. The couple's biological daughter, Tylee, was born in 2002. Ryan filed for divorce in 2004. Okay, 2006, she marries again. She marries Leland Vallow. Vallow has two sons from a previous marriage, Nicholas and Zachary. In 2013, the couple adopted Vallow's grandnephew, Joshua Jackson, who we'll refer to as JJ. Mm-hmm. And in late 2014, they moved to Hawaii. Dang. I mean, get it, girl. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> um, in 2015, Lori reads one of Chad's books that was called Standing in Holy Places. And she uh, reportedly just gets absolutely obsessed with him, his ideology, his ideology, his everything that he's saying. She is completely obsessed with this dude. Just love it first read. Uh, no, like with the things that he's saying, like she completely resonates with the, with the garbage that he's saying, okay? In the fall of 2018, three years lady, later, Lori and her friend, her best friend, um, Melanie Gibb, attend a quote, preparing for the people event, where Lori is introduced to Chad. Oh. Okay, so for the first time. According to Gibb, Lori's best friend, by the end of the weekend, Chad and Lori, who the two of them together had been married and divorced seven times. Okay, so the two of them begin private communication with each other. So they exchange numbers. They're communicating like they hit it off really well. Several weeks after their initial meeting, Lori's husband leaves town to go on a business trip, and Lori holds an intimate overnight gathering at her home. In attendance were both 
Chad and her friend Melanie. Um, and Chad was speaking at another conference in Arizona. Um, Gib later recalls that Chad, Chad lavish, lavishing her with attention, just like super paying like a lot of attention to her. She was just completely eating this up, right? And they were like the basis of it was his end of the world last times crap, right? Mm -hmm. So, but Chad believed that dark individuals were on this earth were followers of Satan, okay? And those that were light were followers of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's really classy. Chad refers to Lori as an eternal being of 21 separate lives. So he's saying you've been resurrected 21 times because you are this eternal light being and you're so amazing, blah, 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 gross. blah, Gross. I bet they whatever. were gross. Yeah. So They're that couple he you says, see you hate. Seriously. <laughs> he says that he believed that they had been together and they had been married five times before in five past lives. Wow. They keep finding so each other. How they romantic. do. They do. And Aww. she is completely fixated on this dude. She is completely like, oh my gosh. You are You make the sun amazing. rise and set. <laughs> right. And in fact, in December of 2018, Chad and Lori appeared on a Preparing a People podcast that was called Time to Warrior Up together. Like she she started like doing this crap with them. Anyway, so Chad later stays at the Vallo residence in Arizona. So her husband's out of town and her boyfriend comes to stay there. Oh. Eek. Okay, by February 2019, according to Charles Vallow, Lori informed him <clears throat> that she no longer cared about him or JJ. And she says to him that she is a reincarnated wife of the LDS founder, Joseph Smith. Oh. Okay, so she's losing it. Yeah, a little far-fetched there. Then she just goes MIA for 58 days. And she's like, I'm the reincarnated wife of Joseph Smith. Peace out. I'm gone for two months. So Charles files for divorce. <laughs> Obviously because his wife's a nut job. After what he says, she threatened to kill him. She took $35,000 from a joint bank account and she took his truck. Also, when he filed for the divorce, he filed a protection, a protection order. Because his lawyer told him to, but he was genuinely afraid for his life. Yeah. He was genuinely afraid for that. Okay, so then on July 11th of 2019, Charles Vallow, her husband, was shot and killed by Lori's brother, Alex. He claims it was self-defense. He claims that he went to confront him about beating his sister and guns came out, whatever. He hit him with a baseball bat. Alex shoots and kills him. No charges, nothing, nothing, whatever. But both JJ and Tylee saw the whole thing happened. Yeah. Okay, so after Charles's death, though, his attorney says on the record that the primary concern for him trying to get the protection order was JJ. Like, he really believed that she was going to hurt JJ. Yeah. Like, he really believed that. But he withdrew the motion because he wanted to try and save his, his marriage. And he thought, you know, she's going to get at least custody, some custody of him, and I won't be there to protect him. And so he withdrew it and he stayed with her. So now that Charles is dead and she's a free woman and Chad's wife is dead, Chad and Lori. Her quote unquote natural causes. Natural causes, right. Chad and Lori run off to Hawaii and they get married. 
How what a like fairy tale. In Hawaii though, they tell they don't have kids with them. Like the kids aren't there. And they told people in Hawaii that Tylee had died in 2017 and that Lori had no minor children. It's an interesting thing to say, especially since she had lived in Hawaii before, so people knew her. They knew that she had a kid. Right. Right. Okay, so but back in Rexburg, you know, they moved to Hawaii, they get married there in Rex or they're down in Hawaii, but back in Rexburg, Idaho, on November 26th, police go to Lori's townhouse because JJ's grandmother calls the police and is like, I don't know what is going on, but I know that I haven't heard from my grandkids. Can somebody please go and check on them? So the police go to her townhouse and there police are told that JJ was in Arizona with Melanie, the best friend. And that night that the cops were there, whatever, the police say, see Lori and Alex packing up a truck from outside of her house. When police tried to reach Gib by phone, she told police that JJ was not with her and hadn't been for several months. So where is he? So, right. So when the Rexburg police and the FBI arrived the next day to search the home, it was completely abandoned. Chad's home was also searched by investigators. More than a week later, Gib calls the police back, Melanie, she calls the cops back, and she's like, sorry, I lied. Lori asked me to do this. He's not with me. He isn't here. She wants me to lie to you, but I'm not going to. He's not with me. I don't know where he's at. I'm not going to after I already lied to you. I'm going to go ahead and fess up now. So Tylee was last seen on September 8th, 2019 at Yellowstone National Park with her brother JJ, her mother Lori, and her uncle Alex, Lori's brother. Mm-hmm. In October 19, or 2019, two Venmo payments were made from Tylee's account to her older half-brother Colby, their, him. One payment was sent on October 10th with a message that read, we love you. And the second payment was sent on October 16th with a heart emoji. Colby says he tries to get a hold of his little sister and she's not returning any text messages. She's not returning any, like she's, she's not picking up the phone. He gets really, really worried about her. Um, and, but nothing, like no response. As of September 23rd, a doorbell video of JJ playing with a friend is the last known video that's taken from him, taken of him. His last confirmed sighting was at Rexburg, Rexburg's Kennedy Elementary School. But on September 24th, Lori calls the school to tell them that she's withdrawing JJ from school and she's going to homeschool him. So he's off the radar. Right. There's nobody looking for him. Right. Right. Which is completely legal. You can, I mean, you can do that. Right. Okay, but from December 2019 to January 2020, Rexburg Police, the Fremont County Sheriff's Office, and the FBI intensify their investigation into the disappearances of the two children because now it's like, okay, where are these kids? Right. And imagine, like, being the grandma and, like, the older sibling. Like, I've mentioned, like, I have younger siblings. I talk to my siblings all the time. If all of a sudden it just went radio silent, right, I would be panicked. Right, but then, I mean... If your mom was saying, oh, they're here or they're there, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, you'd probably, I mean, it would buy you some time. A little bit of time, yeah. And also you've got 
Rexburg, Idaho, which is where the kids should be and the, the police that are investigating it. But then you've got friends in Arizona. You've got them living in Hawaii. You've got all of this. Dad's distant, in Texas. Yeah. Dad, you know. Everybody's spread out. Everybody's all over the place. So this is extremely difficult to, to tack down, in my opinion. Yeah, you could say they're any of those places. Right. Right. But so they they intensify the search now. And now they're like, okay, we have a problem, so everybody needs to get together, right? And so what it does is it prompts an investigation into the death of Tammy. Oh, okay. They exhume her body. And See, they, I didn't know that part. See, look at you bringing something I didn't know. Uh, I hadn't researched it a whole bunch yet. So No, they exhume her body and they do an autopsy and guess what? Let me guess. It wasn't natural causes. It was asphyxiation. She was strangled. How did they miss that? Don't you they didn't have do they didn't know if a pillow over your face? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't have the fibers or anything. No. Okay. So he killed right. her. He killed her. But this was before he met Lori, correct? That she this, died? N- no. So this is all has to do with This each all other. happens at the same time. Absolutely. Because mm. two weeks, two weeks after she dies, he's married to Lori. Ooh, okay. And they had gone to all of these, you know, she had been on a podcast with him. They had traveled together. He had stayed the night at her house in Idaho. They had been to Arizona together. They had been all over the place together. So her husband, Lori's husband, Charles, and Chad's wife, Tammy, all mysteriously die within a, a two month, months ago. A two, yeah. yeah. Right. Eek. Okay. Okay. But here's another part. Okay. The day... After Tammy's body is exhumed, Alex, Lori's brother, dead. Knew a little bit too much? Guess how Guess how he died? Asphyxiation. Natural causes. So asphyxiation. Extremely elevated blood pressure. Oh. What you so scared about, bro? I wonder, though, there's probably a medication you can give somebody to raise their blood pressure, isn't there? I'm just saying... I feel like if you wanted somebody to die from high blood pressure, there's something you can give them to kill oh, them from high blood pressure. Oh, absolutely. You know, or, or have them... Even cholesterol or something. Or have them be an accessory to murder. Yeah, I mean that too. <laughs> you know, there's that. <laughs> okay, so the grandparents publicly pled with the Daybells to return the children. And they offered a $20,000 reward. Investigators contend that JJ and Tylee's lives were in danger. They were pleading with the public. They were pleading with the Daybells. Just tell us where they were. Just tell us where they are. Yeah, because everybody around them is falling dead. Like Right, right. And Lori and Chad, what do they do? They lawyer up. Oh, smart probably. for. Right. Okay, but I mean, here's, here's your carnival red flag because we don't have enough yet, right? Right. Through their lawyer, the Daybells state this, quote, Chad Daybell is a loving husband, and he has the support of his children in this matter. Lori Daybell is a devoted mother, <coughs> and she... Re- oh, my gosh. <coughs> I'm talking too much in the air strike. <laughs> and she resents the assertions to the contrary. We look forward to addressing the allegations once they have been moved beyond speculation and rumor. And then authorities turn their attention to a storage unit in Rexburg that was rented by Lori in October of 2019. Okay, inside they discover items like clothing, bikes, photographs, abandoned video footage, 
all of the all of this stuff in there was Tylee and JJ's stuff. And there's video footage in there that shows her and her brother moving items in and out prior to her moving to Hawaii. Okay, big deal. Yeah. So in February of 2020, law enforcement finally has enough to run. They finally had enough of the runaround. They finally had enough of her playing games and being silent. And good for Idaho State Police for doing this. Like, Idaho. (laughs) They are now on my list of states not to fuck around in. Seriously, we've talked about them quite a bit. Seriously, they do not. (laughs) They do not play games there, man. Yeah. So they finally take action. And Lori is arrested in Hawaii from the department, um, from the Kauai, I can't say Hawaii's city names, but from their police department and charged by prosecutors in Idaho with two felony counts of desertion and non-supportive dependent children. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Way to go, Idaho. It's one way to get her. <clears throat> Absolutely. She was also charged with three misdemeanors for resisting or obstructing officers, criminal solicitation to commit a crime, and contempt of court because she just wouldn't talk to him. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Lori was held on a $5 million bail. Oh, damn. So because of that, she agrees to be extradited back to Idaho to fight the charges. So once she's back in Idaho and Idaho State has custody of her and they're they're there, the judge lowers her bail to a million dollars. To still quite which is the still bail. yeah, for sure. But keep in mind here, they've had a lot of death. They've got a lot of money, Samantha. Yeah. Tammy had an insurance policy. She's got dead husbands. They're all getting social security. Like they've got some money. So a million dollars for somebody that's got money is not a lot of money. Yeah. So on May 1st, Lori appeared for a court hearing in Rexburg to request a reduction of her million dollars bail. The judge is like, yeah, nah. No, not happening, girlfriend. Not going to happen. On March 24th, because they still don't know where JJ. Yeah, she told them where the kids are. Right. So the judge is like, nah, enjoy your stay in our county jail. Not happening. On March 24th, NBC reports that Chad and Lori become convinced that Tylee and JJ were, quote, possessed and they were zombies. What? Right. June 9th, police ex- executed a search warrant for Chad's home where they find the kids. But on his home, on his property, in his backyard, they're buried or their bodies are found, remains are found in what was proportioned off to be a pet cemetery. Oh, that's... Right. I don't like that. <clears throat> JJ's body was found wearing red pajamas and socks, duct tape covered his mouth and bound his arms and legs together. His arms were visibly bruised and his, bar- and his body had been partially decomposed. Black plastic covered him. Well, Kaylee Anthony situation there. Yep. Tylee's remains were destroyed. Like they were burned. They burned her. They were burned beyond recognition. They were packed into a melted green bucket and buried in a different location on the property. You remember what he did back in Utah? 
What his profession? He was a grave digger. Yeah. Yep. Chad was booked into jail later that day. On May 25th, Chad and Lori were indicted on the charges of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, first-degree murder, and grand theft by deception of the deaths of Tylee and JJ and Tammy. Okay, what does that mean? That means they were still cashing Social Security checks uh, and life insurance pretending checks. Pretending like they were alive. Yeah. Because, remember, Tylee and JJ's dad is dead, which means they get Social Security benefits, death benefits. And they were cashing all those. And they were cashing The kids checks. get those, not her. <clears throat> the kids get it. It's survivor benefits to the children, not to her. Oh, wow. Correct. On May 27th. But, I mean, that's psh, whatever. I mean, that's like nothing charged compared to, I mean, you're being indicted on first degree murder. Right. You know? I mean, you might as well add whatever you want to it. Nothing's going to trump that. On May 27th, Lori was found. This is where, I, this is the part that, that fascinates me with in regard to law. On May 27th, Lori was found incompetent and unfit to stand trial, and her case was stayed until she stabilized. I love this, Idaho. I love this. Okay, this is what Idaho does. If you say, I am not guilty by reason of insanity, Idaho does not recognize insane. They don't uh, recognize that plea. So if you're saying I'm incompetent to stand trial, they're going, okay, go get help and we'll we'll wait for you. Dude, what is up with, like, we've said this before. I There are so many, like, some of the cases, we're going to be talking about this a lot this week. Is yes. My point. What is up with that? We don't, literally, we do not discuss our cases before we come. <laughs> but we're both on the same page here. So, okay, give it to me. What do you think on that? <laughs> I love this. This is great. I, I, Idaho is blowing my mind. Like I had never even, I am so hyper-focused because Wyoming, I've said this a million times, Wyoming is my focus state. So I know Wyoming law really well. Right. I had never even heard of this concept. This is fascinating to me where they're just like, oh, you're not okay? Well, go get help and then come back to me. We'll wait. We'll wait for you to get stable. We'll wait until you're competent to stand trial so that you can explain to us what the fuck it is that you did. <laughs> so you can explain it with a sane head and you can come back and you can tell the court how you did this to your two children, you crazy, psychotic bitch. I wish you guys could see. These are the moments that I wish, like, this was a live podcast because Tracy's all, like, flinging her hands I and her, like, <laughs> eyes are really big. And she's like... I'm so animated and theatric. Okay, so so then she gets deemed competent to stand trial after mental health treatment, blah, blah, blah. Then, when she goes to court, she has another mental breakdown. And she's incompetent. And she can't bear to be in court. And she's overwhelmed by grief. And the judge is like, whoa, 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 whoa. go back, honey. Go get some more treatment. We'll wait. Oh my gosh. And so she does. She goes and gets more mental health care. And then the mental health professionals are like, she's fine. And the judge is like, just been sitting here waiting for you. So she's faking it. She's not. Yeah. And there's nothing actually mentally. No. Impairing her. (laughs) No. No. So now they're saying she's fine. She's okay. And the judge is like, here's the book. Prepare yourself because I'm going to throw it at your ass. 
So due to a ruling by Judge Stephen Boyce, who's presiding over this trial, there is, there is no live video and no audio that will be allowed in this trial. This is another thing that's very, very interesting to me. He's allowing nobody in there. How, like, how are you getting all the like TikToks of testimony? Then? Because people are going in there and recording it. Oh, <laughs> they're, not they're not supposed, supposed to, be. to be. It's all over TikTok. They're like not Kobe. His yeah. Testimony? So they have. They have. Well, no, that was like a phone recording that was done from the jail. They're releasing it, but it's not actual audio from inside the courtroom. They have a sketch artist in there. That and and some reporters are allowed in there so they can report what is be what is happening. But there is you're not seeing this on crime whatever or on live TikTok. Like you cannot see this trial. Why? Would you you want to know? Yeah, give it to me. Because it has to do with minors. Mm. Oh, so it comes back to like when you were talking about um, the Florida, the ongoing Florida case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that to me is super interesting. So to see the trial, you have to be there in person. You have to get a reservation for a seat in the room or one or two overflow rooms a day ahead of time, okay? So for the first trial, there were 60 seats available and they were zooped up in two minutes. Oh, I bet. Less than two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here's another interesting thing. Idaho is a death penalty state. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Idaho is a state without a formal insanity defense. That is, the state does not allow a not guilty by reason of insanity verdict or result in any felony case. Hmm. So if you committed a felony, you're facing the music just like everybody else. There is no defense. There's none. Idaho state code, and I'm going to read the state code to you so that so that this is like not up to interpretation and this can't be misquoted. Okay. This is the actual state code. I found it. It's Idaho Code State Statute 18-182 through 184. This is what it says. Mental health conditions shall not be a defense to or any charge of criminal conduct. Evidence of mental insanity is allowed for and in the narrow purpose of demonstrating that the defendant lacked the required criminal intent for the crime charged, but it is not a defense for action. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> that is fascinating to me. Wow. How do you feel about that? Because because you like the 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 Guilty by, I mean, innocent by whatever. Well, it's interesting. And like I said, we don't talk about current cases. But later this week, we're going to be covering a case out of Texas. And so it'll be interesting to see if your reaction's the same. Because same kind of situations with the stays of waiting for people to become competent. Yeah. But like, for her, that makes sense. Because she doesn't have any real, they didn't find anything wrong with her. Right. Like, they didn't find a medical Well, clearly something is wrong with her because she thinks that her kids are zombies and whatever, but it's almost like, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I've, I I know the DSM-5 pretty well. I don't know, I don't know of any diagnosis in there that's, that has to do with zombies. I think that goes back to, like, because you said he was, like, a 
end of times writer, right? Yeah. And he's playing with like reincarnation and weird stuff. So I think that's more like some mind games. Maybe delusion. Literally, I don't know. because she's following him so aggressively. Okay, but she had a lot of bullshit before she met him too. Oh, she's also LDS too. Oh, she is? Yes. So she that was a that was a common. I don't really not- even call these guys LDS. Like I know lots of LDS people. No. I don't know that this they're LDS. I think they're no. claiming to be LDS, but they are not LDS. No, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's why I'm like trying to keep religion out of it a little bit. So what because, happened to his five kids? Oh, that's a great question. Where are they? I don't know. Has anybody asked this question? <laughs> Where are these well, five kids? I think they're grown. I think they're older. Wouldn't they be? I have no idea because him and his five kids moved and then she mysteriously died. Tammy. Did they just, like, get abducted by aliens? Are they zombies, too? Did we dig up the entire yard? Well, if they got married in 1990, and in 2015 is when they moved to Rexburg. So the kids are adult kids. okay, okay. They're grown. Shout out. Send us an email. Let us know you're alive and okay. (laughs) Please. Everybody roll call. Because now we're concerned. Um, Okay, but so... I was looking at like mug shots and like pictures and drawings and such of her um, like in the courtroom. This bitch is smiling the whole time. Oh, she's a crazy, crazy, crazy person. Did you, I saw the audio of her like when they were like, your kid, you killed your kids. And she was like, I would never kill my children. Okay. But, and then in the, (laughs) in the phone conversation that she has with their older son, she did you hear that audio where she's like, we're all together. We're going to be together. Families are forever. Which is LDS thinking. Which but... is, yeah, which is religious ideology. I mean, they they believe that. They're sealed together in the temple. Their families are forever. Um, and, I mean, you don't really need necessarily need to be Mormon to know that, I mean, <laughs> what's bound on earth is bound in heaven, right? But, but she's... She, She's wackadoodle-doo. Yeah. I mean, we think that she's wackadoodle-doo. The psychologists are like, she's not wackadoodle-doo. She's... See, and so you brought a lot... Like I said, I was going to do this... I was going to cover this case, but I knew about it a few years ago when the kids were still missing, and I knew that the kids had been found, but I have been trying to avoid looking into it, so you did surprise me a little bit because I've been avoiding looking into it because... I like to like it's like a little like surprise when I'm researching. Uh, a little surprise. You mean you want to know the ending? Yeah, <laughs> without like following it. So a lot right. of times, if it's something I want to later cover, I won't follow it uh-huh. because I'll just get it all at one time. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, but you gave it all. It's a good yeah. job. <laughs> well, and there's a lot more to it. I mean, you can go you can go down the rabbit hole and 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 you know, learn about what she believed and what Chad believed. And, no, no, thank you. And another interesting thing that's happened is the judge ruled that their cases be heard separately, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. not being tried at the same time. They're not. They're being not tried together. No, they're not being tried together. His case won't start. His trial won't start until, you know, probably the end of the year. Like, there will be a break between them. But it's interesting to me how how it's panning out. It's like, ooh, are they going to be asking for the death penalty here? Well, and it's interesting, too, because we've talked about this. How do you get an unbiased, like, jury? Because, like I said, this has been, she's been in the headlines since 2019. I've known about her since 2019 when the kids went missing. 
So... Well, and especially in that community and the fact that, you know, that they were LDS, which means that... And and Rex, Idaho is very LDS. There's mm-hmm. a, a large population of LDS people there, as there is in Utah. But... I mean, she's not, but she isn't saying anything. She still hasn't said what happened to the kids. I don't think she's going to. She seems like one of those girls that you're, we're never going to know the whole story. We're never going to know what actually happened. Right. But, but there's my question. How do you, how do you convict somebody? I mean, they were at Chad's place. She, I mean, did she lie to cops? Did she, I mean, you've got, you've got bodies, but the bodies were burned pretty significantly. I think she did a very good job of keeping her hands clean for the most part and having other men do her dirty work. Her brother, sure. Chad. Yeah. She technically, I mean, we don't know if she killed the children. Right. She didn't kill her husband. Right. She her brother did. did a very good job of having men do her dirty work. She did. I think that she is a mastermind of that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chad is the one that killed them. Right. Because she said... Hey, I need you to take care of this. Right. But she would definitely, and okay, so on that, like that's interesting that Chad isn't being tried first. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're but I both, think you also have the shock bag too. You don't expect mothers to do things like that. Right. Mothers are nurturing, nurturing and loving. Generally caring, speaking. You know what I mean? For like the, the image of what a mother is, that's what a mother in our brain says. Right. So... I mean, a little bit of shock value for media of this mother committing these horrifying, awful crimes. Right. Against her own children. I mean, think about it. We've talked about it before of Andrea Yates. Like, mothers, that's, I mean, those are names you remember because it's the shock value of it. I didn't know Chad's name until you brought it up again. Until I just said it. Right. I right. knew Lori's name. Right. Right. And her old married name, not her current married name. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not her name. <laughs> I mean, they call it the Vallow case, but it's, you know, her legal name is Daybell. Mm. See, so it's, that's kind of an interesting thing to t- look into of why that's... Because it was a Vallow kids. Right. No, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, the concept of why women like that stick out to us more. As society, then I think it is probably just the shock factor value. You don't expect that from mothers. Yeah, because it's so uncommon. Which is kind of weird how we stereotype things like that. Like, oh, men, like, uh, things like that happen for men all the time. But, like, a mother killing her children, that's something we stick with our inner Well, and, but, um, she probably didn't. She probably had it done. Oh, I believe so. And... I I am honestly like I'm super impressed the way these two can keep their damn mouth shut. Because mm-hmm. neither one of them is rolling on the other one. Well, they're married. Can they? Oh, that's interesting. Can also, throw the other one under the bus. It's marital whatever it's called. Like you can't testify in a court of law against your spouse. Against your spouse. Ooh, I wonder if that's why they got married. Maybe. Ooh, that's an interesting theory. This will be interesting to see how it pans out, though, because if they can't convict her of the murders though like you've got conspiracy you've got mm-hmm. i mean she's going away at bare minimum she's going i away. am impressed with the idaho state law like i'm not playing they are on my list of states not to fuck around in yeah because i mean they just pulled they just pulled shit out of the air 
I mean, to get her there, to make her, I mean, they didn't get that. They didn't get the confession, but they definitely got her there and they got, they got their day in court. Yeah. And they did that very well because we've talked in other cases of where police departments just kind of throw out bullshit freaking can like, uh-huh. oh, I got to extend your current charge. Like in, um, or Bernie that Drexel. they don't, or that they don't get their, that they don't do the job and they drop the ball. They are straight, not dropping the ball. No. They are carrying this all the way to the goalpost. <laughs> they're not, they're not fumbling. They are not. I and it is I impressive because most of the time we're on the other side of that of like, what the hell are you guys doing? That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> Usually I'm like attacking law enforcement and the DA, and today I'm like, dude, props to you, Idaho man. That all is right. like, all right. We'll see if they can take it all the way home, though. They will. I we'll have see. no doubt you that have they no doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt that Idaho is now number one on my list of states to fuck around and find out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, somebody make a damn shirt, man. Seriously. And put like that county's courthouse, whatever, with the fuck around and find out. Seriously. <laughs> they are like. Not playing a game. They are not playing with the Valo chick, man. Well, we'll keep you guys posted when convictions come through. Yeah, but the, but the law is interesting too. The law is interesting. They did like they're they're not playing. They are impressing the shit out of me, and that's hard to do. She is pretty un unimpressible with the law. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Thanks thank for you jo- for bringing this. Yes, job. absolutely. Look at you, and you're like, yes, you did so good. Boom. Taught me some things. <laughs> Look at you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Thanks, y'all. Guys, stay safe.